are now in the huddle with Coach Call's timeout. Welcome to another episode of the first quarter, your 12-minute coaching helper. I'm your host, Dan Jonkert, and this is episode number 38 of the podcast. Today we dissect a polarizing topic among youth coaches, playing zone defense, to do or not to do. Lots to get through today. Let's get right to our discussion with myself and my brothers Brian and Brady. You can follow along at coachcallstimeout.com slash 38. Okay, today we're talking about youth basketball and zone defense, if it should be allowed or when it should be allowed. Brian, do you have any opinions on um, maybe implementing an age on when it should be started or anything like that? First of all, full disclosure, um, my college team plays a whole lot of zone, and I've played a lot of zone with my college and and my varsity high school team that I've coached for 25 years. I've played a lot of zone. Uh, so full disclosure, I'm a zone. I am a zone coach. Um, when we coached our youth girls, though, age five, grade five, six, seven, and eight, we found that the majority of teams that played zone appeared to be doing it because it was an easy way for the coach to just have people stand in an area and kind of muck things up because people don't run a lot of good offense against zone. So they're almost cheating in a way. And not only were they, I mean, maybe ethically cheating, but they were cheating their kids of learning proper fundamentals of basketball. So I'm going to argue that um, zones can be played at all age groups almost, uh, especially, you know, grade 7, grade 8, going through high school, if the coach is teaching the zone through the important skills of, um, communication and man-to-man principles. So if you're constantly teaching, communicating, switching, bumping, you're constantly communicating screening uh, screens if there are against your zone. If you're teaching that you've got a man-to-man responsibility to stop the ball, that you've got weak side help responsibilities. If you're teaching all the similar things that you would um, in your man-to-man principles then I believe that, that you, you can play, um, you can play it, but, but most people don't know how to teach it. But yeah, that's, that's my problem is that it's, I think there should be an age when it's allowed because to do it properly, it's a next level defense. It's not just, here's your man, guard your man. If a screen comes, maybe we switch, but we'll figure that out as it comes. It's totally next level. You got to be monitoring everything that's going on on the whole court. It's almost like kindergarten grade one, you're learning adding and subtracting. And then all of a sudden, let's just add or let's just throw in multiplication and division. You guys figure it all out. It's gonna be too much. It's that's the way that zone is. It's just too much to handle for for kids. Obviously, people use it because it works. You can't shoot as well when you're that young. And you can't throw skip passes effectively. So, yeah, it's easy to just set up a zone and tell your kids to guard this little square and and you'll be good. Yeah, it comes down to coaching. And again, most people at those levels aren't necessarily... You get a lot of people who are doing the right thing because their kids are playing and they're volunteering and they're helping out. Um, but they're not necessarily, you know in a position to be able to properly teach that stuff. So as you said, it 
it's really just, you know, it's kind of a lazy way to, to coach at that age. I found another thing with the zone, especially with the kids when we were coaching, is a lot of the teams just run a 2-3 zone. And the 2-3 zone is obviously the standard one, but from my opinion, I think once you get into things like the 1-2-2 and traps and pressures and stuff like that, that's when that's when the zone becomes much more effective. Um, just playing a straight-up 2-3 zone and having everybody guard that small area doesn't teach anybody anything and like like dan said it's the young kids it's so hard to play offense against the zone it's it's not even fun basketball it's yeah it always every time i've seen it in it just in anything other than high school basketball and even then still it turns it into just an ugly boring basketball game and it doesn't feel like I, i would agree completely it's ugly in almost all cases. It's a lot yeah. of standing around. <laughs> I would argue that it's your shots. games, your games as well. <laughs> 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 At times, I mean, there's just so wow. many weaknesses that you have to coach. There's you're not going to rebound as well, so you, it's harder to just grab someone and box them out. And I can't imagine what practice would be like for people who coach zone basketball and youth on youth teams because your offense is going to be terrible if you're practicing against that zone all the time. What are you learning in practice? And I find, I found the zone difficult to teach. Cause like you said, if you actually understand it, it's not something that they just pick up overnight. Like trying to explain bump downs and, you know, you have this area and the girl in the corner sometimes has to push out and other times, like there's so many, there's so much to it that, you know, they can't, they can't take it all in. It's too much for them. I mean, if you look at some of the stuff that we're preaching, especially practice or skills time to um, system time in your practices at those young ages, really, if we're, you know, we're proponents of spending almost three quarters of your time, at least half of your time for sure on skill development, there's not enough time to properly teach and reinforce and catch all those nuances and intricacies that go along with um, coaching that. But but I still, again, I think if you are coaching man-to-man principles, stopping the ball, help side defense, those types of things, it, it can be used. And the, the real problem is, though, that at all levels, there is not enough uh, good offensive concepts against the zone or plays against the zone. So that's why you get away with playing it so successfully. If you take most teams' practices, higher levels, whatever, you'll spend you know 80% of your time on your man-to-man offense and all these different things and all these different plays you can run. And then you'll have two zone zone plays and a, a standard zone offense or something. And it's you know because of that, that's that's why the defense also works too. Is just people don't spend time against it. If only there was a resource out there that allowed uh, coaches to find more plays against the zone. <laughs> That's right. Coachcallstimeout.com. Good one, Brady. Free. 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 Everything is free. This is an in-podcast plug. Even this stinky uh, podcast is free. Yeah. Well, everyone in my league stealing all our plays against us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I was when I was a kid playing if like ninth grade, tenth grade, something like that, and we played zone defense, 
I took it as a break. It was time to rest. Like, I just have to stand here in this little spot. I'm good now. And it, you become a lazy player. It's just not... Well, if you're not coached. Part of that, yeah, part of that is that you're not coached properly and that you don't understand the actual principles of the zone. But forever, it was a thing to do when you're in foul trouble. Go in zone so you don't... There's not as much contact. And, like, it's just inherently... Uh, less intense defense that's why i think if you're gonna play zone i like anything you know when you get into a 2-2-1 or a 1-2-2 where there's a little more on ball pressure i i think that's that's a better thing like i i almost think that's better to teach to start than a 2-3 zone because like you said a 2-3 zone is lazy um especially at the young ages i i'm i'm the same i took it as a break um, and offensively, I Wait didn't a enjoy. You, you took I, all your defense as a break. I wasn't a, when your man fair. had the ball. That was a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, I was a terrible defender. <laughs> he gets by me. That's not my problem. It's the big man. He's got to take him from there. <laughs> Don't undermine Brady, my rebounding Brady, ability. Brady for played a, a one man's. Brady played a one man zone his whole career. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, offensively, like it's not even really that fun to play against offensively because you just most coaches just have you stand there, like you said, and like even as a shooter, it it's not fun, you know. There's no movement. Guys are just passing the ball back and forth, and and we didn't play with a shot clock in high school. Now they have it, so I can only imagine the amount of crappy shots that are getting hoisted up because the shot clock's run out because someone's playing his own defense. I mean, it's it's just making it worse offensively you just you don't move as much you end up taking long shots all the time just because they're open it just turns into ugly basketball and you're not preparing anybody for the next level if you're coaching zone at 9 10 11 years old i agree bry that yes if you if coached properly then it's it's a good defense but i just at youth basketball i just don't think that they're capable of understanding all of that plus man to man plus all the plays that they have to learn and the rules and it's just a lot to take in. So where, what do we expect from here? Is there a, do we believe there should be an age limit? Do we believe it should be banned altogether? Do we ban it? Syracuse and Duke out of the league. Done. <laughs> I'd say high school is when you can start playing zone. I do I do agree with one of your points earlier. I I think if the offensive people can't take take and make uh you know without a whole lot of effort um the longer shots then you shouldn't be allowed to play it. I mean I guess you're worried more about the W than you are about improving the kids, right? We posted this question on Twitter and we got one response from at Coach Tet Tweets. Um, he had a good point that it was it's all about intent. It's to win or to educate. I guess that's the the real question. That's a that's absolutely fantastic. And if you use that as your baseline or your guide as to whether you should be doing it or not, then you're more often than not going to make the right decision. That's a fantastic rule. Mm-hmm.